Hello, and thank you very much for joining me in another episode of Women in Sport. I'm Rianne Evans, and this week we're looking at... Netball. Hi, I'm Lydia Shaw, and I play wing defence. I'm Mika Chen, and I don't really have a position. I'm Ailish Brides, and I play goal attack. And I'm Deborah Evans, and I don't play any position at the moment. <laughs> yeah, well, give us your position. You can't All say right. it. You okay. have to... Do you want me to do a position? Position, position, as in netball position? Yeah. All right, okay. Uh, I'm Deborah Evans and I play centre wing attack. Let's start with your netball origin stories. We'll start with Lydia. So, because Lyds, you came, you started netball quite late really, because a lot of people start it from primary school. But uh, can you tell us what made you, because you were a big footballer, what made you make the transition over to uh, the better side? Yeah, so when I was about, I think it was year 11, um, my PE teachers kind of collared me and uh, I filled in for a few games for Balasala originally um, and after that I carried on training with them then I played a full season I think I played another season and then when I got to sixth form the competition was quite good so we had the inter-schools the tournament so yeah it was I think it was the competition that was really good and there was a lot more participation uh, it was a lot more popular so is that why you chose to sort of focus solely on netball and kind of move away from football because there was more competition yeah I think for for a bit I did completely focus on netball uh, I have gone back to football now and then but I've even at uni I chose netball so yeah it has been my main sport recently what do your football friends think of that oh a lot of them disagree with it. We'll move on quickly. Um, Mika, over to you. Can you tell us what year you are in school? Uh, I'm just moved up into year 10. Okay, and so I'm assuming you play for a school team, but you also play for a team in the local league as well. Yeah. Who do you play for? Uh, well, I play for Barlow with school, and I play for Thompson 3 in the senior league. Okay, and how are you finding the senior league? Well, it's a lot. It's a big step up from under-14s. Because I'd, I've played in under-17s before, but I've only played up. So this is my first year in under-17s. So it's a big step up from under-14s, but it does help you maximise like your playing ability. Absolutely. Um, what's the biggest change, would you say, that you've noticed? Well, it's a lot more competitive. The umpires don't hold back. And it's a lot, lot more physical. But you, you have to learn to deal with that in netball because it is becoming a more physical sport. Good answers. Eilish, over to you. Yeah, um, started playing netball in primary school. I'm probably like the typical story of a young netballer. Started playing netball in primary school, um, moved up to high school, and my friends um, were part of the Simcox Netball Club. Um, they pulled me along one Monday, um, and that's kind of the rest is history. Played with Simcox ever since then, so for... I don't know, maybe nine, ten years now. Um, play with them for under-14s. There was no under-17s league at the time with them, so I jumped straight into the senior division. Um, and then, yeah, progressed then to the island team, um, umpiring, coaching. But, yeah, I'd say more of a typical netballer, the, the classic one. She's done it since she was, like, five, so... <laughs> Do you prefer playing, coaching or umpiring if you had to marry Snogavoid? Marry Snogavoid. Um, I'd marry playing... Probably, oh gosh, snog coaching, avoid umpiring. <laughs> <laughs> Lots no, of people say that. <laughs> it's all good. I think you get different things out of 
the different um options i've absolutely loved playing netball like since forever i think i love umpiring because you get to be quite authoritative like take no messing on a sunday morning um but coaching i think it's good you know like giving back you know for somebody that had been coached for so long to give back and coach other people i think it's just a different you know different kettle of fish and one of the people you, one of the young players you coach is sat next to you. Yes, in Mika. <laughs> Very good. No, the under-17s, I'm helping out Emma Williams with coaching those at the moment and they're fantastic, a great bunch of girls. Mum? <laughs> Can I say, I started playing netball when you played in pleated gym skirts and polo shirts. That's how old I am. So when I played in school obviously when we moved to the Isle of Man um Jane Reynolds got me involved and um sorry (laughs) sorry go on Jane Reynolds got me involved and um we kind of played as a mums and daughters team because there was Jane and Katie played and myself and and you and then gosh there was another lady played I can't remember her name now but she played with her daughter and and it was just wonderful and we played for Balasala and uh, kind of stuck with it since then. I mean, it's been a great way of making, coming to the island as an older person, it's been a great way of making friends and, you know, uh, being involved in um, something that is really part of the, the community. Besides the pleated skirts and polo shirts, what would you say is the main difference between netball when you first started playing it to how it is now? It's a much faster game, much faster, much more physical. I think in some ways it's more technical I mean we played outside and when we first when I first played in the Isle of Man I remember playing outside in all sorts of weather at Castle Russian um, that was all you always wanted to be on the indoor court but invariably we were outdoors um, and I think netball is now much more an indoor game and uh, the speed at which it's played is is phenomenal now I mean people don't realize just how fast Uh, the game is and how fast that ball is moving. I used to hate playing outdoors in school. Mika, do you still play outdoors for Balakameen? Well... I genuinely genuinely don't know if they still have outdoor games. Because we have different teams, like different levels of teams, like the higher teams will usually be the ones to get to play on the indoor court. But yeah, MPE and stuff, we do play outside. Yeah, I just remember not being able to feel my fingers and just having the ball hit them and feeling like they were shattering like glass. Yeah, I um, we played uh, Ramsey Grammar once outdoors in hail. It was absolutely <laughs> horrific. It's absolutely brutal. I know. Like, just out there in your skimpy little netball dress as well, just legs and arms absolutely battered by the wind, the rain and the hail. Like, if there was any, you know, motivation for me to make sure I was in the A-team, it was the indoor courts. <laughs> we played King Bills in Storm Callum. Like, in Storm yeah, Callum? In King oh, God. Like, at the college, it's by like the airport, child by abuse, the sea. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were out, because they don't have an indoor court that's that that's big enough. They do have a really old one, I think, but we all had to play outdoors. Everyone was freezing. They were all like, well, yeah, we're used to the cold. Everyone was crying by the end of it. <laughs> Tears frozen down their cheeks. Um, I do applaud people who do play outside sports. Chris Cave has been trying to get me to join his mixed hockey team, and I'm just immediately like, no. <laughs> I'll snowboard, but I won't play hockey in shorts in winter. I'll snowboard through ice, but I won't play. <laughs> How's it um, on this team? Anything, you know, if you're any, anything lower than first team, you'd have to pack your scarf and hat, wouldn't you? Yeah. Your fixtures <laughs> on the afternoon. Playing in gloves. Um, what 
would all of you say is the most annoying netball stereotype? Ooh. I think, well, maybe that it's boring. Mm. Um, You know, I think it's quite frustrating, particularly from males. They say, oh, netball's boring. What can you even do? Like, you can't run with the ball. That must be so boring. But I think, you know, like Debbie was saying, the speed of the game has just, like, come on phenomenally, I think, in the past five, ten years. It's not just a boring game anymore. I think, you know... 10 seconds on the clock you can easily get the ball from one end down to the other end to convert it and a game can change so quickly within a matter of 15 minutes so you know it's not boring the physicality as well is is insane in comparison to what you know how it was when we started in primary school I think that men generally have this idea they they compare (coughs) netball with basketball and they have this idea that it's all oh don't touch me you know I can't I can't be be physical or I can't contact you you know it is a, a, a non-contact sport but he's now a contested sport so you can contest for the ball and I think that has made a huge difference um, I think also um, the idea that netball is just full of loopy passes that are just floated over you know they're not absolutely not the ball is absolutely whizzed down the court with some great speed and great power and the the force with which some people are taking the ball is incredible you know they are really um it's a really athletic sport you cannot play netball at a good level unless you are athletic oh (laughs) i think it is frustrating when people say that it's it's not competitive or it's um not physical it definitely definitely is competitive and it's it's hard work not only are you you running sprinting you've also got to be clever about it and think about the game You've in the past been a prime example of how physical netball can be. <laughs> I know, you've got to put it all out on the court. <laughs> um, sticking with you, Lydia. So Mika told us the difference, the step up from the under-14s to the senior league. How did you find playing on the island in, in comparison to playing for your club team in Liverpool, but also for your uni team? Um, I think playing on the island because there's not as much of a competition as there is in Liverpool I think there's a step up because you're playing different teams each week even like on a Wednesday we play we play different teams every Wednesday we play different teams every Sunday so not only is it good competition it's also it's something different like you've got they've got to change their tactics we've got to change ours whereas over here you know who you're playing you, you know who you're playing against the exact player you know what they're like you know so it is a lot of different playing and it's it's exciting to see what they're going to bring. Are they are they going to be good? Uh, it's going to be a boring game. Um, it is a lot different, but it's good competition and it's nice seeing so many people involved across. Do you know, everyone, everyone like loves it. Like there's all you've always got a team. You've always there's always good competition. So mm. um, I found with netball um, across at uni. And Mika, I'm sure you'll find this if you go to uni. It's a, a lot more scrappy, to put it bluntly, like because you have physical games over here, but at uni I thought it was very scrappy. And I remember what the one of my favourite stories that I'm sure Bronwyn, if she's listening, will will remember this. We were playing a team, and we'd played them in the first half of the season, and we'd beaten them by two. And it was from like two intercepts in like the dying minutes of the game, as you said. So they hated us. And then we travelled to them and I was in the toilet, in the toilet cubicle. Oh, I texted you this on the day. And um, the girls came in from the other team and were, obviously didn't know I was in there and were like, 
oh, they've only got seven players um, and their centre's like 30 years old, so you'll absolutely smash them. I so that. I was just sat in the, sat in the like, toilet cubicle, like lifting my feet up off the floor, like, oh, hope they don't see me. And then I came out, I was like, I'm going to smash them. Yeah. <laughs> and went out and they had a squad of 12 and we did only have seven. Ended up getting concussion in that game. But, uh, but we beat them by like more than we did the first time. And I just found like that is the kind of, attitude with like yeah, netball it, girls mm-hmm. across can be absolutely brutal and here on Sunday had a lovely player who was like how's your ankle uh, I won't get too close to you and I was just like thank you <laughs> you know yeah it's <laughs> also because like in uni obviously you get you have like the different rivalries you've got the the north rivalry the south rivalry so <laughs> if we play somewhere we travel we're traveling I mean normally obviously we have the north division but um, even like varsity, like we're playing uni of, it's like we will put everything out on there to win because uh, we don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> Mika, who, I'm going to ask everyone this question, but who is your favourite player? Who do you take inspiration from? It can be someone local or it can be um, an England player, it can be an anyone player. Well, from England, it's got to be Jade Clark, hasn't it? Of course. <laughs> um, Helen Howesby as well. I I just think they play really work really well and then, but locally, there's just so many players that because, like obviously it is nice having idols from in like higher up, but th- just to see like the local players sometimes so inspiring. Like I remember watching your school final against Castle Russian. That yeah. was so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was back in year seven, and I remember you got player of the match, and then. Um, just watching you guys win netball Europe, all the ball girls like we just couldn't because obviously you're not allowed to clap. So every time, especially I remember against the Cayman Islands and then against Ireland, just ev- everybody was clapping and then we'd get glared at and then we'd just sit on our hands so that we couldn't stop clapping. That's like the hardest point of being part of being a ball girl, I think. Just yeah, being completely deadpan. To, yeah, you can't do anything. So. Yeah, I think all the players on the Netball Europe team inspired, not just me, but I think all the ball girls, everybody watching who's younger. Lids, do you have a favourite player? Um, me. Yeah, Rianne Evans. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm trying to think. I think I love, I like players who, you know, they really contest, contest the ball and uh, quite, like, physical. I love watching, like, physical play. Um I can't really, I'm trying to think who. Obviously, I would say Jade Clark, but I don't want everyone to say Jade Clark. I don't want to hear too much. Um, Look, two seats to your left. <laughs> no, I've all, I, I don't. It's like you don't have to have an answer, that's fine. I, I can't think. <sighs> Moving on. Ailish. <laughs> My idol has, since Day Dark, been Joe Harton. Ever since She's, she she comes across so cool. Do you know what I I think it's her persona, I think it's the headband, it's just everything. But when she came over, she came over to coach the island squad, and I must have been about ten, eleven. I missed my family holiday to stay on island with my grandparents to make sure that I could be coached by her and Jay Clark. And Joe taught me how to roll off a defender in the circle. And honestly, ever since then, I'm like, I love you. I love you so much. Like you are my number one. That's ace. <laughs> she does so many cool trick um look away passes into the circle as well. I think as well, like, you know, 
getting the ball on the edge of the D and just be like, you know what? No, I'm going to sink this one. Like, mm, don't care. It's just, I don't know, just her whole persona. I'm like, yeah, I want to be you. I want to play with you. I want to play against you. Like, yeah. <laughs> I remember watching in the Commonwealth Games where Bruce had hold of her was trying to mark mark the ball and she grabbed hold of Joe Harton's bib to like steady herself and Harton like grabbed her arm and like shoved it off and then Bruce like gave her a push and everyone was like Ooh, and Harton's face was just like you know bring it sort of thing it was it was the sort of thing I would imagine you doing it was really, it was ace you know who I do love watching um I love watching Jeeva Mentor I think she's amazing on court she just puts everything on court and she goes for everything and yeah she's she's one to watch she is indeed uh mum um oh gosh do you know so many players over the years obviously jade is is fabulous and love watching her play uh, maria tutayer is just oh yeah like she's poetry. been your favorite for, for she ages. is she's just like poetry isn't she yeah. her movement everything about her is just absolutely fabulous and i love watching her um in the center core i like watching serena guthrie i love watching laura langman um I love the way she really kind of attacks the game and bosses that centre centre court about. Um, so I really enjoy watching yeah. her play as well. I like watching Serena Guthrie as well. Mm. She just goes for everything. She's like a whippet, isn't she? On the yeah, ball. yeah. It, it's the commitment. It's the it's the absolute commitment to the ball and the game. Mm. And and anybody who plays with that level of um, passion on the court but also skill because these are skilled players and not just you know committed and crashing into everybody mm-hmm. um i just think they're fabulous to watch and they they inspire even me at my age to think you know i can watch them and think oh god i'm going to try that you know let's look well they're, they're mo- sorry <laughs> i can play for england <laughs> <laughs> well perhaps not that but just you know the the way they move or just little things they do you think oh yeah yeah really good i think oh uh, sorry no. all the england players i think you know, like having seen them progress so much over the past like five years, but also coming from a place of like limited funding, I think just like helps me idolise, you know, those sevens on the court like so much more. Like it is great to see the likes of Maria Falau playing. Like she's always been fantastic. But I think like the drive and the tenacity behind like the England Roses is just like mm. something else. You know, to keep all of that going, training like five days a week when you're also working full time, you know, and to aspire to be world number one, like it just takes something else. It's mad. Can I just throw a name in there that you guys have probably never heard of? lady called Irene Van Dyke oh she she, brilliant she played till she played at international level until she was well into her mid-40s and she was just phenomenal Uh, and a great player a clean player and you know one of those players who just kind of no matter what was happening typical girl shoot you know you you tend to get knocked around Mm. a bit in the circle just so focused I love watching her play she came out of retirement a couple of weeks ago didn't she did she yeah yeah to play in the um comic relief charity match yes yeah Yeah. Yeah. I was I watched it um, Jennifer Saunders of course yeah (laughs) for England after those performances (laughs) yeah when they announced it because they hadn't announced everyone that was playing yet and then the commentator said it maybe half an hour before like oh Irene Van Dyke's come out of retirement and I like grabbed my mum I was like you're joking I was like what <laughs> like like her walk on the court I'm there with my phone yeah. like filming her the whole time like I love you <laughs> yeah I think Nat Hayflon plate as well is just mum likes Nat because yeah I I always thought like I I was always like mm, I think Chelsea Pittman's m- much better choice but after watching the World Cup 
Yeah, she made a big impact, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, she's like she was so pivotal in the mid court, and just I think all the England players are just so is it's just a a whole nother level. Like mm. watching them in the World Cup was just something else, and then as well like back to netball Europe, it, just watching the games and just seeing them like it's different to seeing it on TV. It just it like it inspires you to a whole nother level, and it just shows how much the sport's grown in the last few years. Well, that is a perfect segue onto my next question, actually, because I was going to say, what do you think has been the main catalyst that has blown netball up so dramatically and seemingly so quickly? Or was there a quiet build-up for years and years and years that kind of went unnoticed? Commonwealth gold. So the Commonwealth gold is is the obvious, mm. like... I feel like it's been on the moment. rise for a while, to be honest, you know, particularly in Australia and New Zealand, you know, with the promotion of the ANZ League and the invitation to have like, UK nationals going out to play in there, I think definitely helped to build the profile. Um, but I think netball over there has definitely been on, been on the rise for a fair few years. Um, but I think in the UK, holding big tournaments over there i mean the first live netball that i watched was the world fast fives it's not fast fives anymore it's fast sevens um, and that was in liverpool when i was 15 and um, the first time i'd seen you know really competitive netball but i think you know holding a big event like that definitely helps to take netball like further on into the market and i think there's more opportunities to play now it's not so you know tailored specifically to certain types of people like there's walking netball there's normal netball, there's, gosh, I don't even know what it's called, it's like indoor netball and it's on AstroTurf or something. I don't know, I think because there's now something for everyone, it's hard not to get involved. I think that's definitely helped with the self-promotion of the sport. I think also um, certainly the development of the Super League in the UK has been a massive promoter of um, netball at a high level mm. netball. I mean, it's always, always been been played at... Um, kind of local level, you know, Saturday morning netball, Sunday morning netball. It's always been a huge participation sport. But I do think um, it being promoted on the television or shown weekly on the television, albeit, you know, on um, not on terrestrial TV. Um, but And now that it is shown on terrestrial TV, on BBC, um, that's that's a huge thing because you know having it on free television means it's it's there for everybody to see and i do think being on the television really raises the profile of the sport massively if it's easily accessible people want what's easy easy to watch and don't i think you have to be really keen on something to actively go and search for it so there could be thousands of people that are huge fans of football purely because it's always been on yeah. because it's there. Yeah. It's always been on in the background and it grows on you and it grows on you and it grows on you. And when you don't have that, like with women's basketball and netball so much, although hopefully that's starting to change, why would you find it to watch it? I mean, netball's great TV. It's easy to understand. You've got the ball, you get it in the net, you get a point. So, you know, it's not a, a complicated sport. Perhaps some of the um, the umpiring decisions people may take a while to understand. But then if you've got good commentators, as, as they do, as they have now, and uh, when you watch during the World Cup, there will be a little explanation come up of what that call was yeah, and, they did and that why really that call well. was, was made. Um, it's actually a fabulous spectator sport for TV. Who was it the, translates really well. Who was the main commentator for the World Cup? I loved her. Um, she's she's not a netballer. She's I think she's an ex. Catherine Merrick. Yeah, 
I think she, she does Super League, doesn't she? As well, she makes yeah. she yeah. she gets so like excited, and there's nothing more that like I love excited <laughs> commentators. You know when they're just like, oh god, yeah. <laughs> like it's, it probably gets me like, yes, I'm gonna go play netball yeah. this Sunday. Like so, yeah, I thought they did a great job with that. Mm. Apparently, I can't remember who told me. Maybe it was you. I'm not sure, but in Australia, apparently netball is like the third biggest mm. male sport, mm. which is incredible. There's yeah. an England men's team as well, which isn't promoted as much as... Why do you like. think it's not promoted? I don't know. Maybe because it's just starting. I'm not sure. Um, but men's netball is on the rise just as much yeah. as female netball. I mean, it was identified at uh, the Netball Europe Conference Council uh, last June, the idea of mixed netball and, and promoting men's netball. I think from a Netball Europe perspective, if I remember rightly... It was thought that actually they needed to just focus, keep the focus on women and women's sport at this moment. But um, I don't think it's too far behind before we get um, male leagues uh, competing all over the country. Yeah, yeah. Even even the coverage like was good, like over the on the World Cup. It was great coverage, wasn't it? And like even I walked in, my dad would be watching the netball, and yeah, I was like, what, "What's going on here?" But it's good because it, it, like he was learning the rules, and um, it's just it's it's good for netball, isn't it? If if everyone can get involved, yeah. so I was yeah. be sorry, sorry. Uh, also, with the rise of netball, obviously you've got more and more juniors coming in, and then when they grow up, they're the people who are coming into the senior leagues and who are going to be playing at the higher levels. So the fact that it's on TV and the fact that people are watching, so if a mum's watching, then her kids, and then I've seen kids at like the games on a Sunday morning. I think there's more to like aim towards now. Like I think if I think back to when I was in the junior um, league for the Isle of Man, like there wasn't really much recognition for winning. Like there was no nothing to aim for. Likewise, progression to seniors. Like okay, great, you can win the the cup or you can win the league, but there isn't really much for you to aim towards whereas now okay in the juniors you're doing really well under 14 so you get to play up into the under 17s likewise under 17s you can play up into the seniors and then when you're at that highly competitive you know level you have got the development squads to aim towards and then after that once you're in that it's looking towards well how can you get the team ready for the commonwealth like qualifiers there's just so much more that people can be excited about now which definitely helps to get more people involved in the sport going back to men playing netball playing devil's advocate i mean i think it's great that any man taking interest in netball i was speaking to a friend's husband who's also a friend at their barbecue yesterday and he just asked me how netball was going and he said i love it you know i can't wait for the christmas tournament and it's so pleasant to hear that but on the other side of things i can imagine some women being like well men have had every other sport and this is ours so why do we need to but then i guess you don't want to become the thing that you don't like about another person yeah, um, I, I do think it's all right to, I, I think it's okay for women to say you know this is our sport and you can play but it is our sport um and i i really i can really understand um the idea of you know developing men's netball you wouldn't want to do that at the expense of further developing women's yeah. netball. Um, but I, I think you're right. I think we wouldn't want to exclude men. Um, but yeah, uh, I agree. I think, why do we have to involve men for it to become a big sport? Yeah. Why can't just women make it a big sport? 
I think it, I think it's totally fine um, to encourage men to play, but I think the I agree in the sense that you wouldn't want the focus to then be on developing a men's team. No. So you're not like no. men shouldn't play netball. Ne- like you'd never say that, but it is a women's sport. But mm. uh, but also we were talking about this. I don't know if my facts are right on this, so I apologize if they're wrong. But apparently netball isn't allowed in the Olympics because it's a yeah, it's got to be played by it's men. It's a single and, sex yeah. game. I, I have some, I, I've done some research, girls. Okay, go, yeah. go for it. <laughs> so apparently, d- did we know that um, there are over 20 million people playing netball over the world in 72 countries? That's amazing. Netball is played in all, on all the continents, but throughout Europe, I didn't realise this, Sweden, France, Germany, Switzerland, Italy, Luxembourg, Norway, Spain, Turkey, Belgium, <coughs> all have netball leagues. I follow them on Instagram. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> going to try and make some ties there <laughs> for the Isle of Man. Um, but um, I, I think one of the problems was, well, if my research is correct, that um, up to 1995, the International Olympic Committee did not recognise netball as a sport. Uh, now, since then, th- there's been a lot of lobbying going on. And in 1995, they, they finally recognised um, netball as, as um, an, a proper sport, partic- proper participation and um, kind of elite sport. Um, now, apparently, within any Olympic Games, there are only, there's a maximum of 28 sports that can take part in an, uh, uh, any Olympic Games. Um, so... I guess there are some sports that are pretty well entrenched in there um, and would be very difficult to, to move out. So I guess for, for netball to be included, another sport would have to be Get excluded. Now, for the 2020 and the 2024 Olympics, um, netball was on the list for consideration. But for both of them, we didn't even make it past the first round. Now, I find that amazing when... One of the goals of the International Olympic Committee is to have equal participation of men and women within the Olympics. At the moment, female participation is about 44% of the Olympic competitors. Throw netball in there, you are easily... Level the playing field. Your, yeah. your, um, your, your 50%. But apparently, the, the, predominant, the predominance of Commonwealth countries as netball countries is one of the things that is... Um, holding back netball from um from being included because the international olympic committee say well one of those commonwealth countries is going to walk away with the gold but do you know there's loads of other sports you could say that about isn't there i mean if you think about ice hockey in in the winter olympics yeah. or, or basketball when that was first played in the the olympics it was always going to be either america or russia winning it wasn't it i i really can't see that as a valid argument for it's not actually it. because when you say ice hockey yeah like Canada are all over ice hockey. America are all over basketball. Yeah. So I Russia think it's well. a bit of a silly yeah. argument, really. But so, I mean, hopefully, strides have been made. And, and I think, you know, we've got some really influential lobbyists lobbying uh, the INF, uh, International Netball Federation, lobbies persistently to, um, to get netball included. Um, it would be great if... I don't know, have we ever been a demonstration sport? I don't think we have. If, if we were kind of included as a kind as as like a demonstration sport within the olympics i think that would be um a step forward to us actually being um, accepted as a as a 
participating sport. I think it just frustrates me, you know, like as a collective group of people that play a sport that we love a lot, you know, what more can you be doing to kind of push this further? You know, it's you've you've shown the levels of participation across the country. You know, it's it's just it's frustrating. You know, there's it's almost a well, what more can I be doing to make this more than it should be? And in reality, the answer is none. You know, sometimes decisions just fall outside of other people's controls. But what do you think is that final barrier, do you reckon? I think it's definitely going in the right direction. But for it to go all the way, I mean, I think, I feel like one more World Cup and it's pretty much there, in my opinion, because... The turnout at the last World Cup and all the support that was there and then obviously the Commonwealth Games. Some of, I think, part of the issue is maybe there being a bit of a gap in the rankings of just between teams because I think there's like an obvious top five and then under that it's kind of, it's kind of a, a bit like two different levels. There's like obviously it's so contested in that those top five. But then when you go down a bit in the rankings, it, there's, it's not as... It's quite a big drop. Yeah. I think if, if Netball Europe, um, and, and I know they want to expand, they want to include as many European countries um, playing at um, competition level as they possibly can. Uh, and I know they're very active in, in trying to achieve this. Um, I think the more, if we can get more countries playing with national teams, especially in Europe... Um, I think that starts to eat away at that Commonwealth argument. And I think one of the ways, you know, if we can eat away at that argument if, uh, uh, and show that so many other countries like that netball's played in America, netball's played in Argentina, so it's played in South America as well. Um, I think that would be one way in which we could, uh, netball could promote its own cause. We need to have like a worldwide netball march, like the climate <laughs> march. <laughs> uh, you heard it here first. Um, <laughs> let's go back to you guys as players. What is your secret favourite position? So if you didn't play the position you play, where would you want to be? Oh, I've got to say goal attack. <laughs> I do love shooting, yeah. Um, when we when we kind of, we sometimes we swap positions around and train and just mainly as a joke because it has to be a joke because I can't shoot but no I do love I do love uh getting it in the circle and just passing it about and um yeah because obviously I defend so I take that quite seriously so when I do go into the the attack and circle you can just have a bit of a joke and uh fun and games yeah fun and games yeah uh it, it always makes me laugh whenever I think about it when we went away on uh I think all of us were there apart from you Mika um we went away on a trip to play this team in Liverpool and I had a I had a camera and I panned so I was watching this team warming up and it was a really sort of like strategic warm-up that they were doing and then I just panned the camera like across the court and there's Gemma in the middle circle like trying to fling the ball into <laughs> into the net and everyone just like <laughs> yeah um Mika what position is your secret favorite well, I'm a bit of a jack of all trades, to be honest, because I just get put wherever. Obviously, I don't shoot, but other than that, I'll play anywhere. But I think because I am more of a defensive player, I usually play in defence, but I really, really love playing in wing attack. It's just more creative and it's less um, regulated. Like You can do more, more of your own with attack rather than defence, where you've got a certain thing that you have to do. 
And there's not very, like there is, but there's not very many ways of intercepting a ball. But there is of passing into a, into the circle. Ailish? Uh, I've always wanted to be centre. I don't, I don't know why. Um, and every time on a Tuesday at training, if there's ever like a free for all with the bibs, like I absolutely put myself there and just think I'm fantastic. Really not. Can't really <laughs> play you at centre. <laughs> I can't really play anything but shooter. But okay. <laughs> no, I love I love about shooting. What? The applaud you get after you put it in. You don't <laughs> from get both anywhere else. Yeah. From both teams. Right. Okay. Just before I come to you, that is typical netball stereotype. The opposition clapping when you get the ball in and I I know it's like a netball tradition a funny netball tradition and I never realized that it was quite odd and I remember playing in Canada in a mixed league with um with my boyfriend at the time and our friends and I clapped when the opposition scored and he was like why are you clapping and I was like I don't know (laughs) (laughs) I really don't know it's such a such a polite thing but I don't think they do it in any other sport like you don't see anyone else clapping the opposition for like beating you (laughs) well done well done um but yeah mum what's your favorite secret position um I think like Lydia it would have to be goal attack because that would take me back to my um school netball days and Jane Callan who lives on the island was the goal shooter how, how weird is this we both went to school in Blackpool and we both ended up on the island of and Jane Callan she was Jane Guilfoyle at the time she was goal shooter and and I was goal attack and I used to love playing goal attack to Jane's goal shooter so secretly I would I would want to be a goal attack yeah <laughs> I want to be Ailish <laughs> do you know what though I think if I was given the chance to change my position, I probably would. I think I only play this one because I've played it for so long and it's like fear of the unknown. But I actually hate shooting. I hate it. Like the pressure, I think, you know, knowing that whether you miss or get them in can win or lose you the game is honestly the worst feeling ever. I think throwback to school and we had the school finals, you know, it was always so closely contested before Lydia came along. So closely <laughs> contested between Castle Russian and King Williams College. Um, it was like the Southern rivalry and also it was who would end up in the final together. Um, and like my last three years at school playing in the finals, like it was so close. And honestly, before my first shot, every time I'd be shaking like a leaf I just feel like if I miss this, I'm gonna look like a fool because there's crowds everywhere. And then what am I gonna do then? But you can never see that on your face on court. I mean, I know you're talking about high school, but you never see it on your face now. Oh, honestly, I'm cool on the outset, but honestly, like inside, I'm going mad. Especially if I've missed like three in a row, and I'm like, everybody on this court hates me. Like I'm losing the game. <laughs> I feel like this is like a secret shout out to Simcox being like, yeah. I hate goal attack. I will play <laughs> anywhere else. Um, what do you do on court if you've missed, say, five shots in a row? What do you do to mentally get yourself back? Do you know what? You, yeah, literally. I, I, I rip my bib off. <laughs> I'm looking to Claire on the sideline, like, can I come off? Or <laughs> No, I think you, know, you have to have a thick, thick skin as a shooter. Like, if you took all your missed shots personally or, like, silly remarks of someone shouting, rebounds like yeah I know I need to get my rebounds like you just never play the game ever again like you just have to learn to take things on the chin um and you know it sounds so cheesy but visualize visualization like really is key and like utilizing those three seconds is like 
key in that circle like okay you're knackered so you need the first second to like regain your balance and get yourself set up like you need the second second to be like right okay I can do this and then the final one is like picturing it going in and it sounds so cheesy but it actually works you know if you can see in your head that what you're doing is right it feels so much nicer when you release the ball um but yeah I think it's you you just can't take things too seriously when you're a shooter otherwise you just walk yourself into a massive ball of emotions and never ever pick up the ball ever again mm-hmm. I totally uh, agree with visualization that we teach it in um, like freestyle boarding people say you know look to the end of the box and visualize yourself coming off it and it does it does work yeah. you know um, so speaking of rebounds, um, rebounds what are the funniest and most common netball phrases Definitely here if you need. I knew you were going to say that one. Again, it's so polite. Here if you need, just pass me it. <laughs> That's a secret way of saying you need to release the ball. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what else? Um, arms. Arms, definitely. Like, yes. If you're on a court and I'm on the sideline, it's normally forwards. Like, move forwards. <laughs> or if you're from Balasala. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm so used to playing football, I always say, um, like, Square, yeah, everyone's like, what? Yeah, so do I. So do square I. because it just means well, it's lateral the course. The <laughs> and a real classic, of course, move. Yeah, yeah we all pass have to ahead. do that. <laughs> pass, pass, yes. Catch it. The weirdest one I've ever had is put your shoe back on because <laughs> I, I was playing like my first ever seniors match, my shoe just came clean off, I didn't notice, so I was just running down the court. And then everybody was shouting at me. <laughs> you literally ran out of your shoes. Yeah, yeah, the shoe just came off and it was just sat at the edge of the court and I didn't notice till the next centre pass. <laughs> you oh didn't God. notice. No, I didn't know. I just kept running. So, so in the zone. <laughs> Great <Yeah>. snatch. <laughs> <laughs> I have never heard that one. But no. no, but I will. Really? I'll try and I'll, I'll try and say and it once a game, game next week now. For you. <laughs> <laughs> I find myself kind of being a bit zombified on court and just hearing I heard myself say it today and I was just like you sound like an idiot Rianne stop saying that. <laughs> just when someone does something good I'm like nice <laughs> <laughs> I always say shame yeah. like oh shame shame Rianne shame <laughs> I think as an umpire the one thing that always uh, gets me was when you you make a call and you can hear somebody from the side or somebody from the court go <laughs> <laughs> Another common one is that was not contact. (laughs) I remember mum laughing during Netball Europe, the first one, where I wouldn't, like, I'd just get too tired to shout. So if someone was free, I'd just point, like, and be like, not me. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel's there. You just um, look at them and go. <laughs> I'm so bad for like giving the game away. Like we'll be playing and I'm like, right, you like that way, you go that way. No, no, like pass the ball like over there. The defenders must be like, we're just gonna wait and see where she's pointing. What she then we're gonna go. <laughs> okay, have any of you had any severe on-court rage moments? So the classic one that I mentioned in basketball that I see that I've seen most is people like slamming the ball down on the court when they're annoyed. I've never done it myself. I think I'm quite good to respect the umpires being an umpire. Well, um, I, my, my next question is going to be asking you two, as umpires, what's the worst example of uh, court rage you've had thrown at you for you a decision? What? It's Sometimes it's people's faces, mm. like whether they feel like they've had something called against them wrongly or not had something called, like 
it's very readable. Like I know exactly what you 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 want to swear at me right now. I know. Like <laughs> I think a couple of seasons ago, just um, it wasn't somebody questioning me. It was somebody questioning the other umpire, um, which uh, and it was during the game and not in a a pleasant way. And usually you don't interfere with the other umpire. And of course, teacher mode kind of kicks in and it's, no, that's enough. Stop not having that. Um, and because you feel, as an, as an older umpire, I feel quite protective towards younger umpires because yeah, yeah. People, are, people are kind of doing this on a Sunday morning, putting themselves out there. And We uh, don't have that many umpires, really. It's um, So the people that honest, do. To be you know, we, if that stands out, in my, if you think of all the years I've been playing, that one thing stands out in my mind because it, things like this happen so infrequently. Mm. Um, I think you're right. I think people do pull faces, but then sometimes I don't think they're pulling faces at the umpire. I think they're almost pulling faces at themselves. And, mm. you know, I, that, certainly things like that, I, I, I as an umpire don't take personally. No. But, uh, but I think generally, you know, we're, people are quite good. Mm. Quite yeah, good, I think, really. Yeah, I think it's difficult because you do want you want to have that respect for the umpire. Well, but then you, what have you, you done? <laughs> no, <laughs> you all, you also you do get frustrated at yourself. You do. Yeah, not yeah. not just the umpire, especially on court. You get frustrated, and sometimes it looks like it's, it is aimed yeah. at the umpire. But yeah. sometimes there's calls, and you think you just think come that that, come, that was not. <laughs> and it is frustrating. But then I think umpires straight away do think it it's towards them but most of the time it's just towards the game especially yeah. if it's a big game where you want to win i think a classic what i do is uh say if someone contacts me i'll, I'll pick the ball up and if, if someone's stood there i'll go to do it so like in other words you need to get out of my way because we need to carry on with this game i haven't had very many moments i don't think because obviously well i think for the most like the biggest match I've ever played is like a year nine school final. So I've not had, I'd like to think of myself as a mild player, but I think that's just because I haven't had a very many moments where the games are that intense. Because I think you're quite a chilled person though. You always come across very <laughs> I like. I mean, I'm really bad for having, like I'm very hot tempered, but it'll be over in 10 seconds. So mm. usually I just keep it to myself I and then I'll just forget about it. You think you're a bad person? No, I think it like it builds with me. Like I'm quite good to like write it off, but like if it's persistent, like eventually I just snap. Like I remember once in a school final, it was tightly contested between me and the my goal defence, and I'm not saying I wasn't giving it back because I absolutely was, but like at a penalty, like nudging me when I was taking my shot, and I remember just being like gritting my teeth. It was down at their end, so it was their crowd, and I was just I was like can she give me some space like <laughs> shouting it was marie skillicorn that was umpiring me at the time and she was just like yes like goal defense you have to move away and i was like <sighs> <laughs> like i hate it yeah. but like as an umpire i think maybe once i've had somebody like directly call me out for not agreeing with me um but i think as an island like we're quite good yeah. respecting i think most people are players and umpires as well so you know you understand both yeah, sides yeah like you yeah. only give out if you can take it as well mm -hmm. but yeah somebody came up to me after a game once and was like her cause i agree with yours i did not and i was like well next time i won't umpire like and you won't have a game <laughs> yeah. Yeah. jeez that's shocking yeah. <laughs> Another thing with the senior leagues as well it's a lot like a lot more people want to win 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a lot more competitive than it was in under fourteens, for obvious reasons, really. Like under fourteens is competitive, and you do want to win your league, mm. but at the end of the day, like it's just yeah, you and your ha- you and your friends having a laugh on a Sunday afternoon, but then when you go up and you start playing with adults, you can't really have that aspect of fooling around because you are on a team with adults, and obviously you don't want to be the kids on their team, who oh the, oh the kids. We, co- we we have to play with these kids on a Sunday morning and they ruin everything for us. So I think everybody's really t- taken that step up because you don't want to be the annoying ones without the team down. I'd always play alongside you, Mika. Oh, thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Uh-huh. Uh- <laughs> I remember my very first game in the Liverpool League. It was my very first game. I didn't know anyone. Um, I hadn't trained with the team much. and uh, I, mean, I was just playing as, as I usually would. And this woman, I think I got in her way a bit or I was, went for an intercept. She came this close to my face, squared up to me, and like oh. threatened me, swore at me. Oh my word! I went home after the game, like, well, that's the Liverpool <laughs> <laughs> first ever game. I was like, am I doing what something wrong? What did you wrong? say back? I, I mean, there wasn't really time that we had a scrap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was my very first time. I didn't really know anyone, so I was like, right, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say anything. Just get on with the game. Uh, yeah, it was just kind of a bit of a shock, but I don't yeah, know whether like they weren't used to kind of people going in for intercepts. Yeah, yeah, maybe. That's just the sort of professional attitude I expect from you, Lydia. Oh, I know. I mean, I didn't rise to it. <laughs> On the so island, proud. everyone knows everyone, though. Yeah, so, so you can't really be like that because your neighbour Jane will be best friends with someone who <laughs> yeah, just yeah. pushed. And Very just, true. You just can't do it, can you? That, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the reasons why, because... It'll get round to like every other umpire that you're the disrespectful one, then you'll get called. That's very true. Yeah, you can build up a reputation very easily. Yeah. I think. I hold grudges as well. Like as a, <laughs> as a player and as an umpire, like if you've irritated me, like playing against you, like that'll stick with me for yeah. the rest of forever. Likewise, <laughs> like if you've been pulling faces at me when I've been umpiring, like. I, I don't know. I just go in there like with a vengeance next time. Like, mm. <laughs> just imagining. Obviously, this would never happen Pay because you're like the ultimate what? professional. But I can just imagine <laughs> you hating this player. The ball being down the complete opposite side of the court. She's nowhere near it, and you just blowing your whistle and being like, <laughs> I don't know, three Can't feet die. back here. <laughs> <in. laughs> yeah. I just, I, so it's. Oh no, it's horrible, isn't it? But you know, I do. I hold a grudge, mm. not against them personally. Like just on the court. If it's people that I play against, I'm just like, you know what? Today we'll give it a little bit more. Yeah, well, people um, can be completely different when they step on court, can't mm-hmm. they? You go into, like, Hulk mode. It's like you. Me? Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's punch my way through the court door. I'm here! Um, okay, moving away from rage, what's the most nervous you've ever been before a game? This is a bit pathetic, but year nine school final was so nerve-wracking. It's not pathetic. Did you win? No. Who are we oh, playing against? King Bills. Okay, so you got to beat them this year now. Yeah, we do. Or, like, first senior game as well is is just so different. Yeah, I'd say those two because we worked so hard for that school final and it just all went a bit wrong, didn't it, miss? It did. We just didn't quite <laughs> do our Yes. Ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Look, do you know, as, as a school team, they are the most fabulous group of girls and... I think, do you know, sometimes it's, some days it's just not your day. And that day was just not our day. And I think it just got in everybody's head and that you didn't do yourselves justice. The thing is, it was goal for goal till half time. And then people came off, injuries, things like that. Everybody had to be shifted around. I think there was somebody playing 
uh, like I hadn't trained in goal defence the whole season and I got put in goal defence and then someone had to, one of the subs had to go in a position she wasn't in. It just didn't work out for but us. But you know, you actually, your heads didn't go down. You you gave absolutely everything for that second half on the courts. And I know that certainly Miss Hicks, Miss Ryder, Miss Hall and myself, we were enormously proud of every single one of you. Yeah, we'll get them this year. Yeah, everyone loves a comeback story. Yeah. It always makes it way more exciting. <laughs> Thing is, it's been their most, their most for alternating years now, so it should be our turn this year. <laughs> Maybe it's Castle Russian's turn. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, who's next? Who most nervous you've mm. ever been, Mum? Years, years ago, I'm, I'm talking, must be like six or seven years ago, possibly, we played at Simcox. I think it was either, I'm sure it was a cup final, and neither Ashley nor Jane were able to play. So I'm kind of thinking they might have been um, like on maternity leave, as it were, from netball. And I had to play centre, and I was so <laughs> nervous, so nervous before the game. I had an absolute shocker. And I remember coming off at half time and lying on the floor with my hands over my eyes thinking, I can't, I'm losing us this game, I'm losing us this game. And it was, I, I think it was the nerves before the game that got to me. And throughout the game, I wasn't able to pick myself up and turn it into, you know, because I'm, I'm generally quite positive on, on court uh, and I don't doubt myself. Um, but I doubted myself before I went on and I let it impact on the whole of the game and we lost oh that's it that's, <laughs> i'll see you later it's a horrible <laughs> it's a horrible feeling that though yeah. and i don't know how you learn from that how you um learn to go through experiencing nerves getting the better of you mm. um and having the worst case scenario come of it how yeah. you come back from it without psyching yourself out i think you just i think once the emotion of the game is over and you sit and rationalize how you played and how those nerves affected on affected you if you can if you can look at it like that in a very rational way you can start to look at how you would minimize the impact of that in future and also i think in that in that game situation all you focus on is it's me it's me it's me when it's not seven people win a game and seven people lose a game um but i i think with with not having Jane or Ash on the court with me. Um, I I think, you know, I, I didn't, didn't yeah. perform well. <laughs> mm, for me, there's been loads of games where before I've been really nervous. Probably the most nervous. I played up to Reds last year. I mean, horror story. It just gets worse. But um, they drew drawn with Ballaret in their first game. So it was literally the last game of the season. And it was going to be whoever wins, wins the league. Um, you know, it was the first time I played up for Reds that season. Um, I was nervous, you know, having to fill the shoes of somebody that was already injured. You know, there was a lot of pressure. And I think I took put too much pressure on myself. But honestly, I'd gone for about five nervous weeks before the match. Like, proper nervous sweating in the warmth and stuff. And then eventually, yeah, I did fold like a deck chair and snap my knee. But, you know... <laughs> Fold like a deck chair is actually quite a good I description. Like I remember I was watching it. I literally just sat down like the three legs of man. Like <laughs> there was no coming back from that. But yeah, it was probably that's probably the most nervous I've ever been, for no reason, just for a little mm. highly competitive. 
prem game. Mm. But... It shows how you how much you we all love it, I guess, mm. doesn't it? How much it means to you, lids. Uh, I think. It, weirdly, I've played in, in bigger games, but it's got to be the Balakamine v Castle. knew you were going to say that. School final. <laughs> um, it's got to be because, as, as Debs has said already, I'm used to playing with people who I kind of rely on to set the tone for the game, like Ashley, Jane. I, I rely on them to kind of, if I'm nervous, like, obviously I'll put my all on, on to court, but I kind of go with the vibes they're going with. Do you know what I mean? But I feel like in that final, it was, it was me and Gemma kind of like running the team we'd 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 been the ones asking for training early training um after school training so i feel like we hadn't done all that work to go out there and lose so i was definitely so nervous but without trying to show that i was so i was just sat there quietly listening to eminem <laughs> with my headphones in um but yeah we had to kind of keep our cool but definitely everybody was looking to you as yeah. well mm. the rest of the team were looking to i think just about everybody who knew their netball final was going on in the school was looking to you. So yeah. you not only had um, the pressure of having to go out and perform, knowing that you had to play well against a very, very strong Castle Russian team, but then it was almost like he the pressure was heaped on because everybody else expected you to go out and be amazing. And you were amazing. The yeah. whole team was amazing. I think deep down I knew everyone was looking to me, but yeah. I didn't want to admit it to myself um, <laughs> but yeah there was a lot of a lot of pressure on us that game uh, yeah. all I had running through my head was 21 years <laughs> yeah. yeah don't because I still cry <laughs> but no I think there is a lot of pressure on school games you know it's not just like that year group that feels it like because obviously there's year 11 12 and 13 that play in it and it's so hyped up in the school like there's everybody puts so much pressure on you when you go on that mm. court like the first time I played in the school final I was in year 11. I cried at half time. Like I was in floods. <laughs> no, honestly, I was in floods of tears like because I just couldn't handle it. And I remember like Jodie Aston, the teacher at the time, pulled me aside and she was like, man up. She was like, come on, man up, get it together. <laughs> yeah. But like there's just, you, you do, you feel the pressure that everybody else has put on you. Like it's mad. Yeah. I, I think, think that no, was the most nervous no. I've ever been before a game was watching your version. <laughs> yeah. I sat in the van just like, oh my God, I'm going to be sick. Yeah, we were a little gaggle of year sevens. They weren't even going to take us, but they took us as a treat because we won like you treat. know, the, the, the four minute aside tournament <laughs> at, at, in year seven. We were all, we all got on the bus. Everyone was so nervous. We had like little signs that we'd made. Oh, it was, oh, yeah. I can't even imagine how, how much pressure you must have felt if we were all on the edge of us. Things seats. like that go such a long way though. I yeah. like I mean I always get nervous performing in front of people and yet I think I I usually perform at my best mm. when someone is there to watch apart from when the boys came over from <laughs> Chill Factor like they knew I was into netball and uh, like four of the guys from Chill came over and I was like um, oh, we're the best team at the this was at, at a point where Balasalo just won it like yeah. consistently and I think Route 1 was actually closest to her, to us um, and I was like we've won, we've won all every game like we're the best team on the island come down and watch a match and then we lost and they, <laughs> oh, like no. seven years later anytime I mention netball they're like do you remember when you lost when we <laughs> yeah it's it's so hard when people come to watch you as well specifically you feel like they've they've come to watch you win and that's yeah. all they want to see and it's when it, all the year nine boys came in there was there was like random people like friends I, I knew but you know I didn't I haven't seen for ages I'd come to watch it there was like the librarian on the yeah. side um, and it was just scary like we wanted to win it for everyone and obviously 
all the hours I should put in for coaching. We were like, oh, well, I mean, we've got no choice but to win. <laughs> yeah, she was actually, we were watching her from, from the side, from the mats they laid out for us because there were so many people, there weren't even enough benches or seats. So we were sat on the mats right at the very front and Miss Hall was like, she, she was so into it. Like, oh. we'd never seen her like this before because she didn't take on year 17. But when there's a game on, she was so into it. Like, you guys were losing at one point, I think. She was nearly crying. We felt so bad. We were like, come on, Bella. I know. It was a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. I'm just really sorry I didn't record all of it. <laughs> Had yeah, the so... camera set up to film all of it. And, like, the end was so great, obviously, with the celebration, everyone running on court. And then I go and, like, find out it stopped filming halfway through the game. <laughs> Did you charge the camera, Ruth? <laughs> It's just like, I don't know what happened. Like, someone must have come along and broken it. Reed, did you charge it? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Silence. <laughs> Put the pictures up all around school as well. Like, congratulations, yeah, cool. senior netball team. Like, all the pictures and there was posters all around. And then tutor, we all had, like, massive celebrations that you guys had won. It was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say, I'm going to ask all of, the, all of you this, was that your career highlight, your favourite career moment so far? No, uh, it was a big one, but I'd I'd say mm, uh, I like to say the last netball open challenge was, although I didn't get to finish it. Um, just as a team together, it was just amazing winning it on home home grounds and watching everyone play so amazing and yeah the the effort we put into it it was just amazing to watch. And the amount of people that put so much effort into like supporting yeah the way it was set up and yeah like all volunteering it was just it was amazing that they'd actually put so much time into something like that they absolutely smashed it mika well i haven't really had much of a career yet but i think when i got into like the like the island development squad i was like oh my god and then i got into the under 17s like one and i was i just couldn't believe it I think that was my highlight because I haven't really played very many big matches so far. Good choice. Ailish? Yeah, I don't really know. It definitely wasn't my highlight, I'll tell you that for a fact. But I don't know. Probably my last senior final, I think. It's one of the bittersweet moments. Like winning's fantastic. Carrying on that legacy was great. Like it was my final year at school. I'd captained the team and I think it's just rewarding to see all of that hard work pay off. Um yeah, I'd probably say that was my, my best moment. There's been, all moments are great, but for me personally, probably that. Um, I think as a player, probably the year we played as Ballardy, and then we were playing outside at that point, um, and we played the whole season and we won the league. And uh, there was myself and Jane and yourself and Katie, it was that group of people and I think Others from school, I'm sure. Um, um, Emma played some games, and uh, <coughs> yeah, there were other girls from school who, who filled in, um, and it was just a great season. We it was a really, really enjoyable, enjoyable season. It's years ago, but it was it stands out still. I've just got a couple more questions. I won't keep you too much longer. Um, of course, 
Lydia and Ailish have kind of mentioned slightly about injuries. Why do you think so many people seem to be getting injured in netball now? And it's not just here because, what's her name? Is it Maddie Brown in the ANZ League has just gone off with an ACL injury? Do you think there's always been injuries in netball that we haven't noticed as much? Or has something changed quite dramatically in the in the last couple of years that is causing this surge it feels like it does feel like a surge of injuries I feel like everywhere I mean particularly on the Isle of Man with the sudden like development of the Isle of Man netball but I think standards have improved like dramatically everywhere um quickly as well yeah quite and I don't think everybody was quite physically prepared for that I mean I you know I definitely mine was kind of unfortunate Lydia's was very unfortunate um but yeah, I think, you know, everybody's playing at a level for so long to then suddenly to expect people to do like double that without preparing. I think maybe that's where that's coming from, particularly for the UK girls who you see going off to play in the ANZ League. You know, ANZ League, fantastic, massive, probably a step up from the Super League. And they're kind of being, you know, pushed into the deep end rather quickly. So I don't know if maybe people aren't prepared for it but I feel like injuries have always been here and it's just because netball's so publicised now that it's kind of more common to hear about them maybe yeah yeah I'd agree with Amy on that definitely Um, ACL injuries um, any type of knee or um, ankle injury have always been around in netball Um, I think because um, netball players are becoming more household names and it's more reported, uh, we're more aware of these injuries occurring. I also agree, I think in terms of on the island, the intensity um, of netball has increased, you know, hundreds and hundreds Mm -hmm. of fold. um, And the demands on the body um, of all players have risen in terms of what you put into your your game. and preparation is key, absolutely. You know, the strength and conditioning work that everybody does now, hopefully, is going to help prevent those injuries. We're never going to get rid of those injuries. They are what they are. They're part of a mm. part of the sport. Um, but, yeah, I think it's yeah. because netball is so much more in the news, that's why we hear about the injuries, or what, that's why we notice the injuries more. And females are more predisposed to ACL mm. injuries you know, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. our hips are a bit wider than the rest of our body, so you're always landing in that um, off position. Likewise, they found it has a correlation between your menstrual cycle yeah. and injury rates as well, which yeah. is, you know, another reason why I love being a female. <laughs> <laughs> Women in sport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, it definitely is standard as well, like the how phys- how much more physical it is and mm-hmm. like the pressure you are, you are putting on like your body do you know like the jumping pivoting twisting and i do want to say also it like la- i mean i don't really know because it's professional like beth cobden she obviously had two acl injuries yeah, yeah. i think she um, just got back from her acl yeah. and yeah. then did it again didn't i she? do want to say lack of kind of preparation like i don't think i was fully fit i wasn't doing snc um, and I feel like that all had an impact. Yeah, so I absolutely. You know, preparation, is, is, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's the key to yeah, playing netball. Definitely. Absolutely. But as someone I can't remember who who said it said they can't think of any other sport where you stop dead 
and because and it's so fast now like mm. so mm. fast and i guess if you are sprinting and then you immediately stop and your knees are going sideways mm. you know yeah but also i mean if you think most of the injuries that we've seen um in sport have come as a result of landings and, yeah. and jumpings and the speed and the power um that people are putting into their elevations and then the impact when you come mm. down it's uh, it's, it's all about control isn't yeah, it yeah yeah like, jumping and landing just as important yeah. as throwing and catching in that yeah. book. It's oh, getting yeah, better though because mm. we've all got like strength and conditioning programs now and obviously in training they make us do stretches and then we've had it drilled into us how important it is to tie your shoes properly and how important it is to be landing softly we've been taught how to land and all that so it's definitely on the rise all, th all this injury prevention stuff after all these big names like Beth Cobden yeah, did ACL. That's good that because I remember being in school and doing sport like I I think I would always do a little bit of a warm up. Um but not really with netball. I'd warm up with athletics but with netball I'd literally just turn up and then go home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there was there was like no warm up, no warm down, you know, so Especially Sunday morning netball. Yeah. I mean, I turn up. Say you've got a 9am game, you sorry, but you do you turn up at 5 to 9 and you play at 9. Don't but you? there isn't any kind of facility to warm up exactly, is there yeah. uh, because all the courts are crammed mm. so you end up just you end up going on and you're sprinting with yeah no yeah that's a good you just have yes. to be clever though don't you like it's not just about preparation the 15 minutes before your game it's the preparation like the rest of the week yeah. like yeah. if you're going hard on a thursday friday saturday like of course your body's not in if you know a fit state to play a full game of netball on a sunday so i think it's like you've just got to be clever sometimes as well yeah. don't you yeah um, okay, last two questions. Does anyone have a pre-game routine or a post-game routine? I think for mm. me, because normally it's a case of wake up, go to Tennessee for nine, and then I'm either playing, then I'm umpiring, or I'm umpiring, then I'm playing, then I have the juniors. There's not really time for me to have routine. Um, but in a standard, like if there was a big game on, it's you're getting prepped i have like big brothers on my playlist like i'm just sat there like getting in the zone oh yeah that was a good choice yeah. uh, it's a great one but then it's like head to toe stretching then i'll just go and like shoot by myself and i just won't speak to anybody i'm like i need to get my head right and then i'm good to go it's a big game i like to listen to lose yourself by eminem and <laughs> i'm also very particular about my shoes so i've got to have my socks lined up and then with my shoes, I take a while to like make sure the lace, like they've got to be perfectly comfy to go on. And uh, I can't forget the hairspray. I've got to <laughs> plenty of hairspray to make me go faster. Did you, have you ever done the, I saw girls hairspraying their face so they can play with makeup on. Have you seen that? Um, no, I mean, I've hairsprayed my shoes before for more grip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. never my face. I mean, I'm not, not that particular about <laughs> my makeup perfect when I'm playing. Yeah. I'm not one to wear makeup when I play though. Mm, I sweat no. too much. Yeah, same. <laughs> Unless it's a big crowd. <laughs> I wear well if if I've done really well in the game, like played really well, and I'm wearing I don't know like a certain pair of shorts under my dress. Like I have this one these one pair of socks that I like to wear, but because um, Sunday mornings are like really busy, and then Saturdays as well, I've got like a certain order that I pack my bag in. So even though I have, um, I'll have like football first. It'll always be the football boots on the bottom, and then it'll be like the netball dress, and then the shoes. It's really weird, but like I, I have like the clothes have to be in a certain order, and I've tried. I've, I've like done experiments, and my matches just don't go well if it's not packed like that. <laughs> well, it's, it makes a huge difference, yeah, doesn't it? Absolutely. Like what mentally gets you gets you there. Yeah. You know, if it works, it works.
Not sure about pre-match routines. Post-match routine usually involves lying prostate on the floor somewhere <laughs> for about half an hour saying, yeah, just leave me, I'm fine because <laughs> I'm shattered. <laughs> or um, going home... Yeah, no, starting the bath running and then thinking, I'll just close my eyes for two minutes and then waking up with a jolt because I've had a nap and the bath's about to overflow or something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't think in netball, I try, like you, Mika, I try my best not to get superstitious about stuff, but sometimes I'll be like, oh, I had a really good game in those socks. But I actively try not to do that now. But I felt myself today have like a moment where I was like, I haven't got my calf sleeve and I don't need it to play. Yeah. But now it's become like psychologically, I need to have it on now. Um, and I'm sure I'll like, like taper off it, but it's still early, early days. And also yeah. I kind of like it as a sense of, um, you know, people know that something's up. I've yeah. got like strapping on my right shoulder and my calf sleeve on my right ankle. So, and people on the other man are nice. So I'm always <laughs> like, stay away. <laughs> um, I always do in the warm up as well. Like I'm not a shooter, but I just take three shots and I'm like, you've got three shots. And if you don't get one of the three in, then you're going to lose. <laughs> and it, it's just, it works Pressure. every time. Pressure. No, but genuinely, if I miss, like the match just goes down the drain. I don't know what it is. Yeah. And final question. What is your favourite thing about netball? I think for me now, it's just being with so many fabulous girls. I mean, certainly in my position with the, the island teams, um, I have... I've, I've gone from knowing people as acquaintances to having friends, people I consider friends uh, and people I care about. And um, that's fabulous for me because they're all young people and they keep me young with the crazy things they say and do. So. Um, I think my favourite bit is probably, yeah, like the, so the social side, the friends you make, like netball is <laughs> kind of like a big like a big thing went for me like I train almost daily especially at uni um and playing like it's just it sounds stupid but you have like a, a purpose you know to play and there's always a goal and like an end goal so yeah I just love it I mean I never used to like netball that much because I played so many other sports like I used to play tennis I used to well I still do swim then there's football but it never used to really be in like something that I like I'd enjoy it but I wouldn't it wasn't a priority yeah but I don't know because I'm naturally like a very energetic and fidgety person just the intensity of it just always gets me going like it's just a way to let everything out and then hopefully I can sit still even though that's not happened today but um <laughs> yeah it's just such a good fast intense game and I think that's what made me kind of progress and how much I liked it over other sports I think the social side as well you know like the nature of the game it's a team sport you're constantly with a group of people like-minded people doing the same thing that you enjoy um but as well I've always used netball as like a stress reliever for me so like I train or play like three four times a week like after an intense day at work, like there is nothing better than going out and just running about on a court, letting off all that energy from the rest of the day. And you can go home and you're like, yeah, I feel OK now. Like I feel great. Um, but yeah, it's just like you can talk to people that understand what you're going through. Like when you're on the court and you're getting frustrated, someone there like patting you on the back. It's like, yeah, I know you've got this. I think it's just, yes. Yeah, such a nice sport. <laughs> Keeps you out of trouble. Yeah, it does. No riffraff. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, no, I think I totally agree with the social side. Um, the first time I went to uni, I very much would just show up to games and then go home and played for a few teams actually in England where I would just show up, play and then go home. But it's only since taking it seriously, kind of because it's always been something in the background for me that I, that I always felt kind of not in a obnoxious way, just felt quite natural. So then to then start taking it seriously, what I actually noticed was the companionship that comes with taking a team sport seriously. And it was only with the island team and the, the longer squads that it just makes you realise how what a nice feeling it is to go on court and know that six of the players and the people on the bench have got you back. It's a really, really nice thing. And yeah, I've become so close to all of you, basically. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't feel like there's quite as much sort of segregation in the leagues now I feel really comfortable going over and giving you know people hugs from other teams and I think I always would have thought I would have said something about the physicality or or the sport itself but no I think that's topped it actually for me anyway let's uh, on that happy children's tv note we'll leave it there for this episode so thank you very much it's been a really good one thank you thanks thank you